0: Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're devoted to sharing life with you by journeying together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Spreading love, positivity, and the good news of Jesus while growing to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work together to share this platform. And God's love with those we encounter. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at ef3life. Keep living life to the fullest. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on the Life to the Fullest podcast. Happy that you're with us today taking a deep dive and look at some real life experiences. And it just so happens that I was having some conversation with some friends and sitting down and contemplating life, and I really was wondering, you know, just not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally, thinking about and contemplating this idea of being wounded. You know, when I look at the way of the world and the things that have happened and transpired over the past 16 or so months, we can't help but think that, you know, our earth, our community, our global universe is certainly wounded in so many senses and it calls to mind that throughout the course of this pandemic the things that we've all been facing both as a community and as an individual it is important for us to contemplate reflect upon and think about how this woundedness how the actual cuts or the things that are hurting can actually lead us closer to who we're created to be today on the podcast i want to discuss three things i want to talk about the suffering being a gift. The second thing, patience in the suffering. And third, entering into the suffering with others. Now, these are three very important concepts and certainly a matter of the heart. When I think about embracing the wounded Christ, so many things come to mind. As I'm prayerfully reflecting, as I'm looking at the scriptures, as I'm having these conversations with many faith-filled people, Suffering can't be a gift unless we really see it for what it is. But suffering is a gift. You might be thinking to yourself right now, how can that possibly be? The things that I'm going through, what I've experienced, the difficulty, the pain, the ache, all these agonizing things that have transpired in my life certainly cannot be a gift. And maybe you wouldn't call it that, but hear me out on this. suffering is something that can be a blessing. We do know in Romans 8.28 that God tells us through the letter of St. Paul, all things work for the good for those who love God. All things. I've seen this happen in my own life throughout the course of the last 32 or so years and in sharing experiences and vulnerable conversations with others. It is so often that when we enter into these times and spaces, when we look back at the things that we have been through, how God has helped us, aided us, allowed us to carry and bear the crosses of our life, we wouldn't be who we truly are today without that. And that's where the beauty lies. That's where the gift comes in. If everything were just streamlined, easy, matter of fact, and you know, a straight line to where we ultimately feel like we wanna be, where would the merit lie? How would we grow and develop, stretch and be refined like fire, like gold tested in that fire? Because that is what suffering does. And it really brings us back to the fullness of our humanity. You know, when you think about it, dependence on God, dependence on the higher being, someone that's far greater than ourselves, comes back to suffering. If everything is good in your life, if things are going your way, if things seem to be unfolding in the manner of which you desire all the time, and we're on easy street, so to speak, many times we can lose touch with reality. We can lose touch with the things that actually matter, with who we should be spending our time with. And yes, that could be people in our community. It could be people in our own family, our friendships. But more so often, it's in our relationship with the Lord. When we have to dig deep, when we have to grind our heels in, we have to find within ourselves that little spark that will keep us having hope. That often is found, the growth happens and occurs when we're stretched, when we're tested, when we have times in our life where things don't make sense, we don't know where we're gonna go, how we're going to overcome it, how things are gonna play out, but we have to trust. And our faith is solidified it becomes evident to us that our relationship with God actually withstands all the tests, all the things, all the time, the situations of our life, and that his power, grace, and beauty, his love amidst the suffering actually makes us fully alive. See, when you're suffering, when you're feeling physical pain, you actually feel the fullness of life. And hear me out on this. Recently, I had a surgery and, you know, there's actually a a physical hole in my back. And because of this mask that was removed, I now have a scar. And the scar is symbolic. It's more than just a physical sensation. It's more than just a feeling because when I turn certain ways or things come into contact with it, certainly there is pain. But it's also a reminder. It's a reminder in our life that things that might have been aren't ultimately defining who we are becoming. Yes, that woundedness, yes, that scar is there. It's a reminder of where we have been. And it's ultimately a projector on where we are going. If we look at suffering as a gift, as something that comes our way that we can't just resist. Because the more you try to fight it, the more that you try to resist it, it hurts even more. But think about the Lord. Think about his suffering. Think about his passion and his death. You know, throughout his entire life, because he was God and he was man, he knew that for 30 or so years, he was going to be doing these seemingly routine, ordinary tasks. You know, being a carpenter, we're going to talk about that in a little while, about the patience in that. But then after he started his three-year ministry... He knew what the fulfillment of that would be. He knew the kind of death that he would have. And ultimately, that would lead to his resurrection, but he understood the suffering that would be endured. Suffering as a gift of redemption for the world. So maybe our suffering is a gift of redemption for us, for ourselves. Maybe it is the mysterious and mystical gift of God working in our life to help us through the pain, through the agony. And so often that pain can happen in a multitude of ways. Maybe it's through events and happenings in our life. Maybe it's through things that have taken place that we can't understand or actually we've had no control over. And sometimes it's from our own doing, from the choices that we make in the past that we take, the people we surround ourselves with. But regardless, Jesus is there. He's there to embrace us. He's there to take us as we are. He's there to lead us, to guide us, to give us that grace. And for us to understand that in suffering, in carrying that cross, as heavy as it might be, as difficult and as trying, and as many times as we might fall, that we will rise again, that we will continue on, and we will journey closer to his beautiful heart. Because God has a plan for your life and for mine, and I truly believe that that anything that we go through, we can grow through. And it's not about where we start, it's about where we're going and how we finish. And finishing that race, that light of Christ burning in you brightly, even if it's a little tiny flicker, a glimmer of hope, even if the pain is so agonizing, but you say, I'm going to move on, and I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to enter into this and to look at it differently. You know, recently I was having a discussion with our Bishop here in Albany, Bishop Edward Scharfenberger, and it was just an amazing perspective that he implored upon me and he he gave to me. And it was that, you know, sometimes when people are suffering, when they're going through something they don't quite understand, when they're facing things that seem too overwhelming, we continue to try to resist it. We try to project into the future, you know, what will be. But instead, Let's concentrate on the now. Let's enter into it. Let's embrace it and allow Jesus to heal you from the inside out. And it it was interesting because when I was talking about my own physical suffering with this back surgery and this ailment that I had faced, it dawned on me. You know, this hole in my back is only going to be filled from the inside out. The body is going to recover. It's going to take time to rejuvenate. And often, we have to be patient. We have to have this patience with God to understand that in this suffering, we are actually growing. We're becoming more fully alive and more fully who he's creating us to be. Because if our road was too easy, if it was too straight line, so to speak, maybe we would miss where he's leading us next. Maybe we wouldn't take the right turns. Maybe we wouldn't rely totally on God. And in relying on him, in prayerfully entering into a communion with Him, and deeply trusting and understanding it is out of our control, but it is in His hands, then by losing that control and surrendering to the Lord, He then can open up the pathway to real life. And that leads me to the second part, patience in the suffering. See, it's interesting that the word patience is actually coming from the Latin root "patio." And that word, patio, means suffering. So therefore, in patience, we actually are enduring and embracing suffering. And then you think about the word passion, which actually has the same root, patio, which means suffering. And compassion, meaning to suffer with. So in this patience, In suffering with God in our journey through life, and by bearing the crosses that we face, we actually enter into the suffering. And that's why so many times, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, suffering that's taking place in our life, we want it to end. We want it to end now. It's not comfortable. It's not something that we desire. It's not something that we tend to want to embrace. Even wrap our heads around it's very hard to do so. But Jesus reminds us, in our suffering in the woundedness in his own passion his suffering that he then was able to lead us closer to the father to bridge the gap that existed because of sin in the world you know when i think about our dependence in god it naturally makes sense because you think back about the time of adam and eve and when they were created The beauty of God's creation, the cosmic universe coming into being. And then God rested. But then what does Adam and Eve do? They turn from fully dependent on God. The one who sustains them, the one who provides, the one who gives them everything. The life-giving fruits of the earth, the breath in their lungs, and his great love. And they decide to turn away. And by turning away from God in the garden and eating that fruit, that causes pain and separation. Sin enters into the world. See, at times we enter into our own garden of Eden experiences. This happens by events, different occurrences in our life, and sometimes our own choices or sinfulness because we live in a broken world. But through this and being patient, And meeting Jesus at the foot of his cross, he helps us to come back to him and to the Father. So that way we can carry on and know that we are loved all along. See, when you're suffering, you're not suffering alone. There's so many people around this world right now, whether they admit it or not, who have a similar pain that you're experiencing. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one, someone you care for so deeply, a wound that's so hurt right now and so filled and so real the ache it lasts why because that person is missed and they won't ever come back here on this physical earth we know with full certainty with that great hope that we will share with them life eternally in heaven but it's still so hard to be separated from them maybe it's a loss of relationship someone that you love and care for deeply a friend a spouse somebody else a companion and for whatever reason life has its course and things have happened and you've been separated and that friendship or that relationship has been severed and it won't be repaired that is hard that's suffering at a level that can really cause ache to the human heart there's so many ways that we can be suffering it could be through an addiction it could be through depression it could be through a variety of factors loneliness, a lack of community, a lack of understanding or maybe feeling like you're chained to a job or something that you don't necessarily want to do, even though you know you're called to do something different. God is leading you in another direction. But right now, you are where you are and you have to face and embrace the cross. The life is thrown your way. Enter into that suffering. See it more as a gift and be patient because that's our second point. We're going to continue to talk about that in a brief moment after a quick word from our sponsor. The Life Till the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit EF3Life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at EF3Life on social media. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm so great for you to join us today and Happy and excited to talk about something that might not necessarily cause great excitement at the surface level. It's not something that we tend to desire to talk about or even think about or reflect upon prayerfully. And that's embracing the wounded Christ, the suffering, and seeing it as actually a gift. And it is peculiar, it is mysterious, it is something that might not be comprehensible right away. But realizing That God enters into the human experience, and he did so in the form of Jesus Christ, and he entered into the suffering of this world, into the brokenness of humanity, into all the things that we deal with, the pains of family life, the situations in our society, the rejection, and all the things that cause physical ailments and distress, the mental and spiritual things that we take part in, and things that happen to us that really we have no control over. Jesus understands because he actually lived here with us. He also knew and believed wholeheartedly that God can be able to overcome anything, that nothing is impossible for him. That the transformative power and the graces that enter into your life, when we lay our wounded selves down at the foot of the cross and we enter into the deep woundedness of Jesus's heart, that he can then give us a heart like his to have that compassion. And sometimes it's that patience, and we talked about it before, patience from the Latin patia, which means suffering, and having patience with ourselves while we're going through the suffering and patience with the Heavenly Father to realize that He's doing something right now in your life that maybe you don't understand and may never understand, but it's going to change your heart. That will then lead to compassion, which ultimately means to suffer with, those around us. See, when we enter into the suffering of our own selves and lives, we then can become relevant and relatable to people who are going through tragic and difficult situations in their own accord. If you would never have faced suffering, if you never faced woundedness, the pain of the cross, at a deep level, how could we possibly try to be Simon of Cyrene for others? How could we enter into the suffering that other people face and are going through? How could we even listen and try to understand? That comes from our own suffering. And that's where we're bound as a community, as a church, as a people. Because our woundedness, our brokenness actually impacts the entire world. And we know that started in the Garden of Eden. But it continues today because Things are not going to be perfect. Things are not going to turn out the way that we had always hoped for. That's okay, because sometimes we can't see it at the very moment it's taking place. But there are people, experiences, encounters, opportunities, and the way that God is mysteriously working through our life amidst everything, even the suffering and the crosses, maybe especially through them, that he's gonna bring To the fullest good, a future that has beauty, restoration, transformation, transfiguration, a metamorphosis, and a resurrection power. Enter into the suffering of others so that way you can embrace the wounded Christ and you can feel God's presence in your life. Because what God is doing in us through our suffering is a purifying and refining stage. It is then that we become relatable and know what it is to face and bear the cross. How could you know how to bear the cross, how to carry it, how to embrace it, how to be patient with it, how to be humble enough? Remember, Jesus humbled himself enough to share in this woundedness. See, in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced for our sins, crushed for our iniquity, He bore the punishment that makes us whole, and by His wounds we are healed. It was not by His glory that we were healed, but by His wounds, by His blood, by His suffering, by the holes in His hands, and the piercings of the nails in His feet, by the lance that went into His side. If you have a scar on your body, like the one that I have on my back, it's a reminder of the transformation that God has in our life. Because we all need physical and spiritual healing, and Jesus gives us that healing. His wounds, his brokenness, in the sense that the world was trying to do him in and to kill the hope that he had. For humanity, that could not be stopped by the grave. As he raised on the third day, but it's in embracing the woundedness of Christ that we enter into the mystical suffering of our Lord and that we can gain access. We can open ourselves and our heart up to his heart, which thirsts for us. See, God doesn't want us to be in agony. You know, there's so many people out there that think, you know, how could God exist or how could he love me if he's allowing me to go through everything that I'm going through? The pain and the loss. You know, a child being hurt. Somebody in your family being so disrespected. Somebody getting sick and seeing them just deteriorate to basically nothing. How could God exist and how could he love me if he's allowing this to happen in my life or to those that I love the most? But all the while, He's inviting us in to lay down all of our burdens, all of our pains at the foot of his cross because he feels our woundedness. He felt it on the day of salvation when he was there on the cross, when he was being nailed to the wood of the tree. And he feels it today with you and asks, come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. For upon me, I'll make your yoke easy and your burdens light. That is what Jesus is inviting us to. He's inviting us into his own woundedness so he can take all of that pain and he can fill in that woundedness and that brokenness and make us whole. Because after all, being made whole means that we are holy. Being holy means that we are filled with the true and real presence of God. So the times that we enter into this brokenness into our own Garden of Eden or even into the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is there and asking God to allow this cup to pass from him. Not my will, but your will be done. We beg, we plead, we ask the Father, but we lay it all down at his feet. And through this and being patient and meeting Jesus at the foot of his cross, he helps us to carry and to know that we are loved and that we can love others in the way that he loves us because this comes down to his call for us to be his disciples, to take up our cross. And he says it very clearly, unless you're willing to lay down your life for me and for the sake of your gospel, you can't follow me. Whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. He calls us to himself, not just with head knowledge of who he is, or what he did, the miracles that took place, and the beauty and the grace, or even understanding with a head full of knowledge what salvation is about, or the dogma and all the specifics that the church teaches. These are all important. But truly to have this thirst, this yearning for Christ in his heart. Dear Jesus, give us your sacred heart, your wounded heart, And help us to lay it all down at the foot of your cross. Because I know that in you, and in you alone, I will be healed. Jesus said, I thirst. He thirsted while on the cross for our hearts. You know, it makes me think of the woman at the well. She went there because she wanted a drink of water. But she leaves without even a sip of physical water. And Jesus enters into her situation and gives her life-giving water. Water that will quench her thirst forever because he thirsted for her heart. And it was in her woundedness, in her vulnerability, when he talks about all the husbands that she had and her brokenness that actually attracted God, Jesus, to her like a magnet. Because he wanted to heal her heart and her brokenness and she leaves that well without even a sip of physical water, but of spiritual water overflowing her cup when she had hope, renewed hope for her life, and leaves with that vigor and that passion, that life force and that energy again, because she had been seen, she had been heard, and she had been healed. God's woundedness made her whole. See, Christ's wounded heart is healed when we come to him and enter into communion with the Lord. The heart of Christ is yearns for our souls like he yearned for the woman at the well and when we're allowing god to live through us and the brokenness of our own lives then that is when jesus's wounds are healed a little bit more they're always there and will be just like the scars in our life but his grace fills in the gaps and he heals us from the inside out on the cross christ suffered and was bleeding to death and he said father forgive them for they know not what they do but he loves and in the ache and in the wounds, he wants all of his children to come to wholeness and healing that God alone provides. See, nothing in this world will ever satisfy. It will never allow us to be feeling that wholeness. But in him, we have this wholeness. In him and laying our suffering, our, our death, so to speak, at the foot of his cross, he will make us whole. But We have to enter into suffering with him we have to embrace the cross just as we are we have to realize that it is in him that he heals us for by his wounds we are healed he took it we now have to lay it down we have to understand that suffering yes it is actually being an invitation into the cross of the lord That it can be a gift that can transform us and free us from different things that we have faced in the past to rely totally on God, to have patience during our journey, and to understand that when we enter into the suffering, we also enter into the suffering with others. And that's what community, that's what the church is all about. That is what God is asking us to do, to be his disciples, to go to all nations, to enter into the woundedness, the aches of life with our fellow brothers and sisters and allow him to live through us so that way he can enter into the lives of others and heal them from the inside out. That's what embracing the wounded Christ is about. That's what suffering is about. And although we might not at the moment want to experience it, although we might not want to enter into it, we have to. And if we have to, how much more that we lay it down at the foot of his cross so that way his love, his reciprocity, his willingness to help us with remuneration to completely and ultimately lay ourselves down to surrender will allow us to come to be who we truly were created to be, daughters and sons of the Most High. To the suffering, walking with others. Know that you are not alone. There are others that are suffering with you, and our woundedness, our willingness to lay it down at Christ's feet helps us to heal as a community. See, I was on a city bus a number of years ago, headed to the Samaritan Center, local soup kitchen, when I was doing my time at Lemoyne College and studying, and I wanted to give to the poor, and I, I would serve so often there with many friends. It was on a particular morning in the springtime when Florence, a woman I had never met before, entered the boss and she decides to sit next to me. She greets me with a warm smile and says, Good morning. Says, It is a great day to be alive. My feet hit the floor this morning. I'm so happy to have another chance at life. And I thought to myself, Wow, that's a really great perspective to have. What she said after that shook me to the core. She said, My grandson was hit by a bus just five days ago. And I could see the pain in her eyes. I could feel the heartache that she was facing. It was palpable. And I thought to myself, how could this woman greet me with a smile and have this perspective on life when she had been robbed of a little child that meant so much to her? But when she explained to me how he had been a blessing for the five years he had been alive... I kind of could understand and start to grasp the fact that her perspective was different. She certainly was carrying this cross today and would carry it for the rest of her life, that woundedness, that ache, that heartbreak of her grandchild not being there. However, she also understood the blessing of God entering into her life and giving her a gift. And although it's very hard for us sometimes to see it, and that suffering in this way might not ever appear to be a gift, the grandson of hers was a gift for those years that he was alive, and had re had energized her, had given her a spark and something greater to live for, to pour her life into service for. Then I think about a story of this woman named Olga. And I met Olga literally on a mountain of trash, a garbage pile in the dump of Mexico City. It was the first time I'd ever been there. And amidst the stench, the horrible conditions, the destitute poverty, there was Olga sifting through bottles and cans, trying to fill up this massive container so she could make a dollar to be able to feed herself and her children, her family of four, for just one day. To have one meal, to have some water to carry her through. And I thought to myself, wow, in this extreme poverty, in this suffering, She actually had joy. And I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't wrap my head around it until I started to observe her. Her joyful spirit. Her song in her heart. And yes, was she in pain? Was she suffering? Was she facing agony of this physical poverty? And not being able to do more than what she possibly could for her kids to get one more more, more meal today. But what was evident and so beautiful was when I spoke to her and I said, how can you be so joyful and happy? And she said, I have God and I have family and I have everything. See, when we lay it down at the foot of his cross and we think about Mary, the mother of our Lord, at the foot of Jesus, when he's dying, when he's about to end his life and time here on this earth, it comes to our understanding and make sense that we have to lay it down on him that we have to embrace the wounds we have to embrace the heartache and that he will heal us mary is an example of this and she would cry she would weep but her tears too would turn into dancing and joy at the resurrection. Look not far from there. And St. Peter, and his own denial of Jesus, three times. He had abandoned the Lord. People would think, how could this have been? But Jesus asked him three times later, Do you love me? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. And Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. It was in his own healing that he is loved and God fully embraces him. And Peter accepts again the love of Christ and is healed. His wounds are healed. See, it's in the woundedness of our own lives and in entering into the woundedness of others by sharing that compassion and that empathy, by journeying alongside of them and carrying the cross with our brothers and sisters that we too are healed and we have an encounter with the wounded Christ. But know that the woundedness doesn't last forever, but there is healing, wholeness, holiness, completeness and restoration because resurrection is on the way. Mother Teresa, in her book, Come Be My Light, in this amazing collection of journals and diaries, of entries that she did in complete and utter quietness, in the darkness of her life, in the fullness of entering into the suffering of the Lord. She writes about her personal sufferings and the looming darkness that surrounds her. But she still radiated the joy of Jesus to others in entering into their suffering as God himself would do. And Mother Teresa said, Put your hand in his hand and walk alone with him, as she's referring to Christ. She went on to talk about and say, A life with Jesus is not strewn with roses, but with thorns. But everything is for Jesus. So, like that, everything is beautiful, even though it is difficult. This life of faith, this journey, our discipleship, entering into the woundedness of Christ, it is difficult, but it is also beautiful. There's beauty in the suffering. And God can turn those ashes into beauty and the fullness of life. He can bring us to complete holiness and a transformation happens by our healing, And this only happens in Christ alone. My brothers and sisters, I ask you to enter with me into prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that you enter into our time and our space. During our bout with suffering, during the trials and tribulations of life, as we're carrying the cross in its weight and heaviness, help us, O Lord, to remain patient. Help us to turn completely to you, to know that you have everything that we need. That in entering your woundedness, by embracing the cross in our own life, by allowing you to come to us and to live one within us, we are healed from the inside out. And that by entering into the suffering and the death of life, that we can have the resurrection and the newness that is promised to those who believe. Help us, O Lord, to have the courage to be Simon of Cyrene for others and to enter into their suffering so that we, too, can be the light of Christ living through us and with us and in us in a world that needs hope and restoration. To know that through the brokenness, we are actually made whole and complete by the love of our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. May God bless you. Have an amazing week ahead and know that you are His And he is yours. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.